and then he's like the the other thing is like the guy who's like did anybody get hurt and he's like well no technically everybody's did anybody get hurt no everybody was fine but it was just so nobody got hurt am i right well no nobody you didn't fucking hurt anybody you just destroyed a good time that we were having and he's like well then there you go then everything's fine nobody got hurt that is such a vibe see that's the long island experience I believe that you know where it's like someone who would just react like that. They'd be like, no one's annoyed. No one said they're annoyed. No one's mad at me. Dude. No one's oh my crying. God. Did someone have cry? Have you been in those, have you been in those situations where like a guy is like clearly causing a problem and then he turns to like the girlfriend or like a friend. He's like, am I causing a problem? Am I causing a problem? And they're so un- They're like, um, and he's like, she, she doesn't think I'm causing a problem. You're the only one who thinks I'm causing a problem. And she's like, I don't know what to do. I'm so scared. Yeah, it's it's that it's a vibe. I know that vibe. I feel like I'm not often in scenarios like that. I feel like I sometimes try to avoid them. Being that on the like train, you'll see conversations like that after like a Mets game or something. Oh my god, yeah. Hello. <laughs> Just fucking say hello. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Lyric Boys Podcast. I am Lucian Flores and with me is Andrew Stieglitz. Andrew, where are you from? Long Island, New York. Long Island, New York. Wow. Wow, that's going to come in handy this episode because in this episode we were talking about Billy Joel. But before we talk about Billy Joel, I need to tell these... Whoa, my microphone just exploded. I need to tell these content hounds at home what this podcast is. This is the Lyric Boys podcast. This is a podcast where me and Andrew over there, Mr. Long Island Native, we pick one of our favorite bands, one of our favorite artists, one of our favorite musical acts, and we pick 10 of their craziest, their wildest, their most insane lyrics, and we talk about them. We use those lyrics as a jumping off point for pure comedy gold. You can't deny it. It's pure comedy gold. Because what do we love more in life is uh, two people who are overly confident about their mediocre ability. Am I, <laughs> am I right? Two white men overly confident about their mediocre ability. Listen. That, that could be what this podcast is called. Listen, my dad is from South America. Okay. So I got you, something. There's something. There's something in there. Something there. Something there. <laughs> um, all right. So listen. This is going to be a good episode because on, on this on this ep of the pod, we are going to dive deep into 10 of the craziest Billy Joel lyrics. Billy Joel. Wow. What a, what a man. What a mensch. But what a New Yorker. So it makes sense that me being from New York, Stieglitz being from New York, from Long Island, Mecca of the Joel, that he introduced him. So Stieglitz. Can you tell our audience at home who Billy Joel is? What he what he's about? Also, shout out Zabars. Nice. Right. <laughs> uh, I absolutely can, Lucian. Thank you for throwing it to me, ladies and gentlemen. If you knew how many times Lucian has tried to say hello and welcome to the Lyric Boys at the top of this, um, I think there's a straight minute and a half. I just had to get that out there because it is funny. You know, we're all trying to grow and improve, and <laughs> I'm trying to grow and improve too. And every day I'm I learning. literally just want to release the like, hello, uh uh-uh. uh, hello. Every day nope. I'm learning. Okay? okay. So why don't you make some space for a Latino man? Wow. In the don't fucking okay? even. Don't fucking. Okay, Billy Joel. 
<laughs> Billy Joel. Um, yeah, so he is a... We love our, our website, Wikipedia. Mm-hmm. Um, and they classify Billy Joel as a... Oh, my God. Do they even have genres here? Oh, yeah. Rock, pop, soft rock, and pop rock. Musician, singer, songwriter, and composer. My favorite part about looking at Wikipedia genre is this one is rock and pop and then pop rock. As if I didn't know that. <laughs> this one goes rock, pop, soft rock, and then pop rock. So there's a distinction to be made there, ladies and gentlemen, between rock, pop, and pop rock, okay? Um, but yeah, who is he? Who is this Long Island's native? Well, let me tell you, as one myself... Um, Nobody who grew up in Nassau and Suffolk County was allowed to not have a vast and deep knowledge and appreciation for Billy Joel. It is probably it is like required. Every test we took had one question about Billy Joel up through high school. Uh, so that being said, for real though, Billy Joel, uh, it. His music is some of my earliest memories of like listening to music as a kid in my parents' house when I was like very very young. Like some like one of the first memories I have of music. I'll tell you two first memories. The first song I remember ever listening to was Red Red Wine by UB40. That's not Billy Joel. That's not Billy Joel. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> but that is the first song I remember ever listening to. In that era, in that same era, when I was like four years old, right, and like my parents would put on records, mm-hmm. and like they would put on records and play them to the house. Yeah. In that era was the song "My Life" by Billy Joel, one of my earliest childhood memories. Of you're music. four, and four year old, and you're like, "This is my life." I just remember hearing it a lot. I, I don't know. It just reminds me of like being at my grandma's house, like her old house, when I'm like very, very young, and hearing like. Dun, 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 dun. You know, uh, it's a catchy melody. Anyway, I haven't told you a goddamn thing about Billy Joel yet. I know that he's from Long Island and he's on your standardized <laughs> test over there. That's all I've said. In any case, um, yeah, so he was born in 1949 to a father who uh, actually escaped the Nazi regime. Interestingly mm. enough, he, his father moved from Germany to Switzerland during World War II. And then. Interesting. I don't know that. Yeah. And then he came to the United States via Cuba because at that time there were quotas on immigrants from German mm-hmm. Jews. And so, uh, as a German Jew, like myself, he wasn't able to enter the United States via Switzerland. So when he comes over. Religious dad. Billy Joel's dad. Yeah. Yes. Um, he meets his English-born mother. And uh, so they live uh, on Long Island where Billy Joel uh, starts taking piano lessons. And he releases... He sees Ed Sullivan, right? The the famous Beatles, Ed Sullivan's Wait, uh, performance. Really? Same as Bruce Springsteen. Same as Bruce Springsteen. Yep. That's the same origin story. Wait, so yes. he saw the Beatles on Ed Sullivan and was like, I want to get He saw the Beatles music. on Ed Yes. And in an interview, wow. he said of the group's effect on him, and this is Wikipedia, so <laughs> undisputed. Yes. He said, 
That one performance changed my life. Up to that moment, I'd never considered playing rock as a career. And when I saw four guys who didn't look like they'd come out of the Hollywood star mill, who played their own songs and instruments, and especially because you could see this look on John Lennon's face, and he looked like he was saying, F you, I said, I know these guys, I can relate to these guys, I am these guys, this is what I'm going to do, play in a rock band. That's crazy to me. So audience at home... If you've listened to our Bruce Springsteen episode, you will know the exact same thing happened to Bruce Springsteen. If you hadn't listened, I'm going to fill you in. The exact same thing happened to Bruce Springsteen. He saw the Beatles on Ed Sullivan, and he's like, I need to get a guitar now. Look at that. Mm-hmm. Billy Joel seeing the Beatles on Ed Sullivan. Same reaction. He's going to be a rock god. What a... How crazy is that? That's fucking awesome. It like, is what crazy. A, and like to imagine how many Monumental other- moment. Like yeah. the Beatles on Ed Sullivan is a big deal, but like to think that like two huge American rock artists would not have maybe been inspired without that is fascinating. Right. Think about like the, just like the branch off of that, right. Beatles on Ed Sullivan, Billy Joel, Bruce Springsteen, and then like all of the other artists. Yeah. That It's just fucking, it's crazy. Um, it's, yeah, it's one of those things that you think of like, it's also like, Oh, if I didn't like walk into this store that day and met, meet this person, like I wouldn't be the person I am today. Yeah. You know, it's like one of those serendipitous things. So, that was in 1964, I believe, right? The okay. Ed Sullivan performance. And 1971, he releases his first album entitled Cold Spring Harbor, another town on Long Island. Okay. And then two years after that, he follows it up with the hit album Piano Man with the okay. hit single Piano Man. So less than a decade after seeing the Beatles, he comes out with a song that is gigantic yes. it has or an album that's gigantic and a song mm-hmm. also that's gigantic it has the song piano man obviously on it. it has the ballad of billy the kid captain jack um so those are huge songs yeah. um and then yeah then he comes out the 70s are huge for him he releases uh a number of he releases one two three four five six seven like eight albums in in yeah. the 70s and in the 80s as well and his last album his last album of original music was in 1993 called river of dreams interesting and that's because he basically said i i don't have this anywhere to prove it but i remember hearing in an interview that he was basically like nobody wants a new billy joel song right when Mm -hmm. i play in when i play concerts they want to hear piano man right they want to hear the hits they want to hear scenes from an italian restaurant they want to hear all these songs that i (laughs) like to play but he i think that what he was saying that was releasing new music was kind of futile because nobody really wants it or would appreciate it he kind of recognizes his place and maybe he too didn't feel the desire to maybe there's nothing he needs he feels he doesn't need to say anymore right i mean he released a fuck ton of albums and he's mm-hmm. he released like every album has like a number one song on it so yeah uh yeah i think yeah that's probably it too where he just like didn't feel that he needed to say anymore with his music and art Interesting. and uh but yeah he still plays he has a residency right now or I, not in the pandemic but he had a residency at madison square garden where he played i think it was over like 60 or 70 concerts wasn't he playing monthly? Basically monthly concerts until like they stopped selling mm-hmm. out or until they stopped like getting mm-hmm. amazing was. ticket sales. He has his like, if you go to Madison Square Garden, there's like banners of people whose numbers are retired, like Wayne Gretzky, mm-hmm. Adam Graves on the Rangers, you know, like uh, yeah. Brian Leach. And I don't know the Knicks as well, but like Knicks players, like basketball players. And then there's also a banner to Billy Joel, which is very yeah. funny. 
And um, his number on that is number 42069. Because Billy Joel was like, <laughs> fuck yeah, blaze it. So Billy Joel, um, he's in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I saw that he won five Grammys. He's, he's, this is another just like accomplished person. Yeah. Very, just like supremely accomplished career. And I got to say, you know, people love to, well, I feel like a lot of people either like Billy Joel ironically or they kind of like to hate on him uh, a little bit. And I got to say, man, like, again, Billy Joel is like some of the earliest. I guess I'm biased because like I've all, Billy Joel has always been on in my house. But uh, listening to him today to pick lyrics, I was like, fuck, this makes me like so happy. Like, I just love listening to like the album, The Stranger. Yeah. Every fucking song on that album slaps, as mm-hmm. you would say. It slaps hard. Like, you okay. have Moving Out, right? My favorite yeah. Billy Joel song of all time. Yeah. The Stranger, Just the Way You Are, Scenes from an Italian Restaurant, fucking Vienna, Only the Good Die Young. She's always woman. Fucking every single song on that album is not only a hit, but they slap. And and if you don't know, if you're not on him summer and you just don't know who Billy Joel is, he's kind of known for piano based songs but also like storytelling songs he has other songs but like he's kind of known for these songs that are like about this couple falling in and out of love or the song that's about like this heroin (laughs) you know just like they're storytelling songs he's a he's very much of a storyteller singer songwriter yeah Yeah, like scenes from an italian restaurant for Mm -hmm. example is about a couple falling in and out of love right brenda and eddie yeah piano man is a story song Mm -hmm. captain jack is a story song like all of these songs are like they have characters and they have like a narrative in them which is very cool one thing that so i did not necessarily grow up on billy joel in the same way in the sense that well listening to him for this podcast i was like I know so many of these songs. So, so, so many of them. I've heard so many of them. Yeah. To, like, and I grew up on classic rock radio. I don't know if you growing uh, up in yeah, New York was Q104. That like Q104 classic rock radio. Yeah. Fuck yeah, dude. Breakfast with the Beatles. Yeah. But also like Billy Joel all the time. to the Beatles, by the way. Yeah. But like they played Billy Joel constantly. You mm-hmm. know, Piano mm-hmm. Man, scenes from an Italian restaurant, like Big Shot. They still. Moving out. Like they still. Yeah. So I hadn't like went to listen to billy joel in years you know I, I i it's been it's been a real minute since i've like seeked out his music and it was interesting to dig back into it i kind of have this view of him like I, I i too had this kind of view of him as like not as cool as other artists and i think i was like giving him a little slack maybe but or not hate but like i don't think he's like as cool as like springsteen and I just looked yeah, up their book. Yeah, he doesn't. Uh, he doesn't. He has more of like I. I feel like people look at him, Billy Joel more of like a boomer than they do Bruce Springsteen. Maybe the fact that he hasn't released music in a long time yeah, could maybe. contribute to that. But um, Billy Joel and Springsteen, Springsteen are both in my mind like very. They're both from the Northeast, New York, New Jersey. They're both have that kind of like working class mentality, that that vibe. They both the blue collar vibe. They both are born in 1949. So and, and they both have that same origin story. So in my head, I linked them in some way. And they both had hits in the seventies. Yeah, and continued through the eighties. Yeah, so I, I like I like Springsteen more, but I feel like I didn't give Billy Joel a fair chance because like I like Piano Man is great. Like it's a great song. I just have heard it so 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 many times that it's yeah. hard for me to enjoy it in the same way. Well, I but think I Billy Joel also to... doesn't like to play Piano Man, but he's like I have to. Yeah. But I mean, I love Big Shot, but I love, I was listening to Moving Out today and I was like, this song is so funky. Mm-hmm. It's so like that, like 
boom, boom, boom. That like bass and like that's so fucking. He- it's yeah. just like so funky. It's like who knew? Yeah, he yeah, and the guitar in that song is great. And uh, oh, here's a fun fact. Speaking of Billy Joel being from Long Island, my parents when they first had a house in the town yeah. I grew up in, yeah, they lived across the street from Liberty DeVito, who is Billy Joel's drummer, who continues to be Billy Joel's drummer, and who played drums on many, many, many of Billy Joel's albums. What and name. they would hear Liberty DeVito jamming on the drums in his garage. So that's a fun fact. I have a Billy Joel fun fact as well. Mm. So my friend um, was telling me this story. I was on the phone with him like before the podcast. And he said that, so my friend, this is Ben, he was in East Hampton at a restaurant with his mom uh-huh. and Billy Joel was at the restaurant and my friend's mom was like, went up to Billy Joel was like, hey, my son, who's at this point seven years old, is oh, a huge fan. Yeah. And then Billy Joel go, goes, congrats, you and everybody else. <laughs> and then he went and drank a whole bottle of wine by himself, apparently. <laughs> Fantastic you know, story. I think Billy Joel has been... Uh, I don't know if he's been in and out of rehab, but I know he has been in and out of having like alcohol problems and, uh, you know, like every up big rock star, he's had yeah. his, his moments of like probably shame, probably yeah. like, I'm not so proud of that. I wouldn't, I, I don't think that Billy Joel is considered to be a dick, even though yeah. that is a dick story. Well, it's funny. It's like, that could be a dick story, but he could have also said it in a way that was very funny. Yeah, yeah, like a, in a self-deprecating, you're like, oh yeah, every, you know, like yeah, that's true. It's just but like you, then after that, downing a whole bottle of wine, probably it was in a period where he was like not so good. Yeah, I wouldn't want people talking to me all the time if I were like, you know, yeah, that suck. Yeah. Although, reach out to us on Twitter at uh, the Lyric Boys. We are dying to hear from you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm an extrovert. I think I would like people coming up to me, but I, I'm not. I've never been in that position though so i don't yeah. know no, but i, I mean, do I'm, like like if i see somebody i know and i like not that i don't like but if i see somebody i know and i like in public i'm like oh fuck yeah dude let's hang out so anyway th- i think that was a good intro to billy joel you feel satisfied anything else you want to tell feel us about satisfied no does I'm billy excited. joel have like a a really catchy nickname in the way that bruce is like the boss or we talked about sinatra being old blue eyes, old blue eyes. i feel um, like joel deserves a nickname you yeah. know, like I'm surprised he doesn't have something. You want to give him a nickname right now? Like the the king of Oh, you know what? You know what? Okay, right here, the second sentence in Wikipedia, and mm-hmm. it's obvious what his nickname is gonna be. Commonly nicknamed the piano man. The piano man, yes, that makes sense. That's very obvious. The piano man Billy Joel, right? There we go, Kings. So you know what's yeah. an interesting fact too is that in the early two thousands he released a uh like a classical composition piece, like a bunch of classical compositions yeah. that he wrote, but he didn't perform on. He literally like hand wrote the music as he would in like the 1700s. And yeah. he said he d- he hired like a classical pianist to perform them because mm-hmm. he said that his his hand after playing so many years of mm. rock and roll was like too yeah. heavy on the piano that it didn't do mm-hmm. the piece justice. That makes sense. So that's, a, that's a fun, yeah. interesting fact. Uh, so Billy Joel... I'm excited for this episode. I'm excited that we get some Long Island native in you to to talk about Joel's lyrics and, and maybe tell us a little bit of what that life is like. But before we do that, I'll say, hey, listeners, if you want more, like we do Joel, we're doing Joel today, but we've done Springsteen. 
we've done Sinatra, we've done old artists, like classic rock artists, we've done indie rock artists, we've done Interpol, Arcade Fire, we've done pop queens like Taylor Swift and Lord and Lana Del Rey, we've done like modern rock bands, we've done punk bands, we do it all. And we enjoy doing this and we hope you like listening to it. And if you do, just give us a follow, give us a subscribe and you will never miss an episode. Like you'll just, this just won't happen. And you'll, you'll be able to like, well, your phone will get a little alert. That's like, Hey fam, did you hear the lyric boys put out an episode? And you'll be like, Oh my God, my day is made. Cause we assume you're that big of a fan. Right. I mean, come on. We're charming. We're charismatic. Right. We love we're our also, lyric boy stands. I love, I feel like one thing I need to calm down on this podcast is I'm kind of like very jokingly full of myself and, and like very joking. That comes across that you're full of yourself. Well, it should, because I'm a fucking king. Anyway, listen to the Lyric Boys podcast. Give us a subscribe, and we'll make your day. We'll make your musical day with that musical comedy action. Hey, that's that was a good plug. I'm proud of that plug. That was my best plug ever. Stieglitz, can you give me your first Billy Joel lyric? My first Billy Joel lyric comes from the song... The classic song, uh, You May Be Right, from the album Glass Houses, mm-hmm. and it's the opening track, and uh, the song goes, Friday night, I crashed your party. Saturday, I said I'm sorry. Sunday came and trashed me out again. I was only having fun, wasn't hurting anyone, and we all enjoyed the weekend for a change. <laughs> this classic. is a hilarious guy in denial of how destructive his behaviors are oh yeah but also imagine you throw a party right and some drunk idiot comes in just breaks everything flips your table upside down everybody is just like horrified and you're like guys are we all enjoying the weekend for a change or what i mean i am fucking livening this place up (laughs) yeah it's like this guy has a catchphrase and he thinks he's like the shit and he walks in and he's like, Hey, it's Long Island King. It's the weekend. I got my shirt, Long Island oh King. Oh my God. I can, <laughs> hey, and, how you doing? I'm from Long Island. What the, hey, you fucking forget about it over here. He's a fucking piece of shit. It's like, how does this guy always know parties where the parties are? <laughs> Nobody um, tells him. Yeah. I, what's funny about this is that, um, Friday night came and he crashed the party. Saturday he apologized. And you're like, okay, he's learned his lesson. And then Sunday came again and trashed him out again. And he's I like, like well, he first day the- I'm not hungover, so time to drink. I like how he blames the day. He's like, Sunday came and trashed me out. It's like, wait a minute. Sunday didn't do anything. Sunday's a day. Sunday is just this construct of time on this whatever lunar calendar we have. You got trashed that is all on you he's like nah it's sunday sunday slapped me over the face with a bottle of vodka two shots of rye whiskey and a bump of cocaine (laughs) and then he's like the the other thing is like the guy who's like did anybody get hurt and he's like well no technically everybody's did anybody get hurt no everybody was fine but it was just so nobody got hurt am i right well, no, nobody, you didn't fucking hurt anybody. You just destroyed a good time that we were having. And he's like, well, then there you go. Then everything's fine. Nobody got hurt. That is such a vibe. See, that's the Long Island experience 
I believe that you know. Where it's like someone who would just react like that, but be like, no one's annoyed. No one said they're annoyed. No one's mad at me. Dude, no one's oh my crying. God. Did someone have cry? Those, that have I'm you not been in those situations where like a guy is like clearly causing a problem and then he turns to like the girlfriend or like a friend. He's like, am I causing a problem? Am I causing a problem? And they're so unco- They're like, um, and he's like, she, she doesn't think I'm causing a problem. You're the only one who thinks I'm causing a problem. And she's like, I don't know what to do. I'm so scared. Yeah, it's it's that it's a vibe. I know that vibe. I feel like I'm not often in scenarios like that. I feel like I sometimes trying to avoid them. Being that on the like train, you'll see conversations like that after like a Mets game or something. Oh my god, yeah. Um, another thing this reminds me of is like, there's something you you know in movies. There's that trope of like someone like a high school party. And someone's like, my parents are out for the weekend. Everyone come over. And then the party, the invite goes around and so many people show up and the house just gets trashed. Mm-hmm. That makes me so uncomfortable. Whenever I watch that in a movie, I'm just like, oh my God, this person's house. Like, oh no, they broke through like the the uh, China cabinet. Like the coffee table's broken. I'm just like, this guy, this poor kid. Yeah. Like I watched 16 Candles somewhat recently and that happened to like... Um, one of the characters he had a big party and, and word just spread around and his house was ruined. His house is, you can't even sell that thing. You know, like the, stru- <laughs> the structural damage. And it's like... How the fuck? I've never seen this movie, but I'm like, how the fuck did they do that? Well, it's just like they break the coffee table. They break everything. They they make love. They make make, make whoopee everywhere. They make whoopee. It's just like, come on. This guy's in a house. You're a guest in his home. What happened to decency? Okay. <laughs> Yeah, I feel bad for the parents too when that happens because it's like they worked so hard. Like they took a vacation with the savings they had. They don't have savings to pay this off. That this coffee table is is runs in the family. Man. Is that all they get for their money? Am I right? Oh, and with that, <laughs> transition. the transition king goes to oh. Lucian's first lyric. So my first lyric is from the 1977 album The Stranger and the song is moving out in parenthesis Anthony's song mm-hmm. and so yeah this is a song I have not before today when I was picking lyrics for this podcast I had not listened to in years mm. in years and I listened to it today and I was like this song is very good as I said earlier it's just really funky there it, like there are some Billy Joel songs that I listened to for this podcast and I was not a big fan of right and that's any band's career. Like, there are some songs I was like, okay, not really sure. my thing. I understand why it's good. I understand why it's big. This one was just so funky. It's just mm. that it's so fucking funky, and I don't expect it from Billy Joel. Yeah, that and, well, that opening too was like, but it's like that, like, boom, 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 and I was just like, fuck mm. yeah, yeah. Uh, so the lyrics are. Anthony works in the grocery store, saving his pennies for someday. Mama Leon left a note on the door. She An said, Italian-American queen, right? She, she said, Sonny, move out to the country. Working too hard can give you a heart attack. Ack, 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 ack. You ought to know by now. You ought to know by now. Who needs a house out in a hack and sack? Is that all you get for your money? And it seems like such a waste of time. If that's what it's all about. Mama, if that's moving up, then I'm moving out. So let's just, I'm just going to hone in on the lyric here. Who needs a house out in Hackensack? 
Is that all you get for your money? So the idea that this person's been working up, working, he's saving his money, he's thinking about life, he's like, what is my future? What am I saving up to? And he's like, a fucking house in Hackensack. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Like, that is my life, my worth, my value as a human being is tied up to where the pinnacle of my existence is the comfort of a home in Hackensack, New Jersey. And he's just like shocked and appalled. That's all. That's all that is in his future. And Mama Leon is like, son, I told you move out to the country. Hackensack is like 12 miles over the George Washington Bridge. It's a fairly like decent sized New Jersey city. I said the country. I didn't say Hackensack. Why are you fucking hung up on Hackensack? Hackensack is not the country. It's a sprawling metropolis part of the greater New York City area. Well, what's so funny to me is like, okay. What an insult to Hackensack. The fact that, like, the idea of moving to Hackensack, New Jersey, like, brings on this existential crisis in this person. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, imagine your city or your town is that bad and that unappealing that you're like, I have to live there? Yeah. And I work can't. for the man, for the man to make money so I can get a small little fraction of that so I can take my little my little handout, my little pittance, and I, I can move to Hackensack? Not even well, also Hoboken, imagine Hackensack. <laughs> that is an insult to Hackensack. I feel like it can't be that bad. I feel but like Hackensack is like, home. fuck Billy Joel. Okay, yeah, we're the yeah. boss fans here, okay? <laughs> yeah, Hackensack is like, whoa, buddy, what did we ever do? You're not even from here. Um, Hackensack claps back with the song that's like... Who needs to go to a Billy Joel concert? Is that all you get for your money? We're big fans of the boss. Bruce Springsteen concerts for life. Plays at MetLife Stadium, baby. <laughs> We're not going to the city to MSG to watch no Billy Joel. We yeah. got the Bruce in our backyard. Am I right? Imagine coming home one day and your mom left a note on your door that just said, move out to the country. I'd be like, I'm fucking living in a town of 200 people during the pandemic. Where else can I go? Where else can I go? You want me to move to a town of 100 people? You live in the country right now. Yeah. That is the country. But but that's what's funny is like he says, move out to the country. And then he's like, what do you mean? Like Hackensack? And she's like, no, go more than a 12 mile radius from the New York City area. That's what I meant by the country. I want to put a pin in this conversation and bring it back later because they're the idea of not wanting to leave New York comes up a lot in his lyrics and we'll talk about that later. But there's also a, a version of the song that I like to send you sometimes by the, the hip hop duo or hip hop trio. I don't know. Hip hop group Das Racist. Mm, classic. And it is, they use the sample of that like really funky rhythm and the down down. And the song is called you ought to know. And it is such a funny song. Cause mm-hmm. like it's singing, it's, basically this song I'm like you ought to know like you should never argue with the crazy na 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 and then it just gets incredibly lazy where the person singing it just goes na 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 ba ba boo ba 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 da, da. and it's so funny it is so entertaining the sheer laziness of that is so funny to me I love when a song like we talked about with Sinatra when he just goes like um a doobie doobie wop. I just yeah. I love when a song just sends into nothingness, just sends into words. It's like who fucking cares about the lyrics? You are feeling a vibe, and now I know you're feeling a vibe so much. I can say nothing, and you fucking like people will still clap for me. Okay. Yeah. Here's a different vibe. Uh, yes, King. First of all, love Das Racist. 
Uh, that is, it's such a funny song. The uh, the rapper Nas also has a song called New York State of Mind. Mm-hmm. Um, on his hit album Illmatic. Okay. And that song is like the opposite of what Billy Joel is talking about because that song is about like all of the gang warfare and crime. Okay. Is and, it a like, sample of? New York City no, there's no song? sample. It's okay. just like his lyric is, I think of crime when I'm in a New York state of mind. I think oh, that's wow. just an interesting, um, you know, comparison between like the white mm-hmm. Billy Joel and the black experience. Or the, Cities you know. and places all mean different things to different people. So that is the New York experience for, you know, the city means different things to different people. And I think there's something really interesting about living in the shadow of New York City whether it be Long Island, whether it be Hackensack, whether it be Hoboken, whether it be nearby. And I, that creates, like, there's some people who grew up in that environment that are like, one day I'm going to be there. You know, it's in my backyard, but I don't... Even though Long Island, you know, is, like, how many miles from the city? Like, 25? <laughs> you know, like, yeah. it still feels like another world, and you're just like, I'm going to be there someday. And Billy Joel, I think, embodies that at times in his songs. Uh, yeah, yeah it is interesting you know because i grew up there too and it's uh yeah there's something to be said and i think that's the perfect way to describe it, like the shadow of the city right where it's like you're on the outside looking in where it's mm-hmm. like we're so close yet we're not there and yeah. um yeah there's a vibe of just like Bruce has the vibe of like I'm gonna escape this hometown and go somewhere anywhere yeah. just get me the fuck out of here Billy Joel has the vibe that's just like Give me New York City, baby. I love it. Andrew, can you give me your second Billy Joel lyric, please? Yes. If it sounds like we cut for a second, it's because Lucian went to get another beer. I'm just going to say that because it might sound like we we cut. Okay, listen, audience. I need to wet my whistle because you don't want to be around when my whistle ain't wet. Okay. All right, my second lyric <laughs> is from the song My Life off the album 52nd Street. And I mentioned before at the intro that this song is like one of the earliest memories I have of listening to music. Yeah. Um, That's great. Yeah. So the lyric is, got a call from an old friend. We used to be real close. Said he couldn't go the American way. Closed the shop, sold the house, bought a ticket to the West Coast. Now he gives them a stand-up routine in L.A. Wow. Shots and, fired. And uh, <laughs> I feel like Billy Joel should tell this guy, or maybe Billy needs to know himself, that like L.A. is in America. It's like part of America. <laughs> Billy Joel's like, listen, the American way is you go work a normal job. And you have a house on the island. What's funny about this too is Billy Joel did this route. He, yeah, he, he had a LA. music career and moved to LA. And yet he's like, my friend, oh, he can't make it doing a normal job. So he went to LA and did stand up. Meanwhile, I'm going to LA and doing music. Okay. Or I feel like Billy Joel is like, friend. You know that. I know you told me. You my can't, you can't. friend has problems with. <laughs> His wiener. <laughs> Air quotes around wiener. <laughs> uh, every like- time my friend goes to the bathroom, nothing comes out. 
what can my friend do? Like, you gotta listen. (laughs) One time, my friend stuck his penis in a cheese grater (laughs) to see what would happen. Now that friend is bleeding profusely and thinks he might die of blood loss. (laughs) The daughter's like, okay, two things, two things. First, every time you say friend, you use air quotes and that does not inspire confidence in me that you're talking about someone else. Second, you just walked in with the cheese grater stuck to your penis right now. And I know this person is you. He's like, Doc, Doc, what are you getting at here? Right? You trying to tell me that I would do something so stupid? I'm looking out for my friend. He's actually in the waiting room right now if you want to go see him. What, you say I rude the mood in here? Is your rude mood? Is your mood rude? No. <laughs> yeah, he brings it. Nurse, nurse, come in here. Come in here. Did I kill the mood in here? Did I kill the mood? Can you tell him that the mood in here is fucking great? <laughs> I feel like I've been in that situation, like, too, uh, honestly, too many times where I'm just like, oh, my God, everybody calm down. I can easily see that either happening at Long Island bars or grocery stores. Mm-hmm. It's definitely happened on the train mm-hmm. at like 2 a.m. from mm-hmm. Penn Station back to the island where like you have those guys being like, babe, 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 calm down, babe, okay? I didn't even say that she was hotter than you, okay? All I said, babe, babe. <laughs> it's just like, wow. <laughs> it's about, we, I like, I, I'm curious. I'm actually kind of curious if our listeners can all relate to that. Because I know I can, and I'm curious if that's like an East Coast thing or if people just all over the world are like that. Uh, there know? are crazy people everywhere. Yeah, man. but crazy in a different way. You know, I feel that's a very to me that is like a. I it's can a see that person. Sure. I can see that person from New York or New Jersey or honestly just those two Massachusetts maybe like who mm-hmm. act like that. Mm-hmm. Anyway, back to the lyric for a second. It is it is interesting to me. It's like the American way. So we went to the West Coast, and Billy Joel is like, that's America, man. And he's yeah. like, nah, 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 nah. L.A., it's Mexico. I mean, there are sometimes I do feel that, like, I'm not necessarily, like, okay, my dad came to this country and, like, had was like, I'm going to, like, he wasn't, he wasn't loving life in Ecuador, right? He came to this country, he's like, I'm going to. Try to try to make it work. Try to get anything I can. Right, worked a ton of different hard jobs. Right, mm-hmm. had a family. Ended up like, you know, like ended up. That's like quote unquote the American dream. Right, mm-hmm. my grandfather and my grandma on my mom's side came from Italy. We're not fans of Mussolini. <laughs> we're like we should probably move before we get killed because we're dissenting and. Then my mom was one of the first people in the family to go to college. It's like that. Those are the American dreams. And then it's like me. I write comedy. (laughs) And I've like pitched shows and make a lot of comedy sketches. And now I do a podcast with my friend. And it's like. I think about that that, sometimes too. Yeah. My grandpa (laughs) fought in World War II. He has these stories about how he saw his friend dead on a beach. Mm Mm-hmm. It's like, woo, I do a podcast. You play Star Wars Battlefront 2 at night. Yeah. And, and you're I'm like, like, I understand insecure. the horrors of war. Yeah. <laughs> we do joke about that. When we play Battlefront, I'm about to go up to my grandpa and be like, Grandpa, you know how you found your friend like 
basically shot to death on the beach. I know that feeling and then some, okay? Because when I was playing as Luke Skywalker, <laughs> I, think I got lightsabered to death. My grandma had like either like seven brothers who fought in World War Two, or just like seven people in her life who fought in World War Two. It's like that's a lot of people. <laughs> I'm a, lot of people. yeah, but I do feel that pressure sometimes. It's like you know, a lot of people do do that and pursue that, but there is that sort of feeling of like, oh, does this person think they're better for doing that? You know, I don't think Which of myself. Person? Like, I feel like sometimes when. There's that sense if you're just someone who's like, I work hard, I have a house, I have a good life. What does this person think they're trying to prove moving to LA for stand-up? You know? There is that sort of like you do feel that like I'm not trying to be a writer for that reason. I don't think I'm better than anyone trying to do that. But sometimes I do think when you do things that are like outside of what people expect you to do, it's like, what are you trying to prove? In that Long Island voice, they'd be like, what do you mean you're moving to L.A. for stand-up? What's wrong with here? What's wrong with working at the, like, what, you yeah. know? What's the matter, you? We got a fucking Italian restaurant right here. You don't want to work for your father slinging pizza? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, I don't think that. I mean, I never, if anything, I would get the opinion, I would get the vibe that, like, the, the people staying back on the island to, like, run their business or whatever, think they're better than the person being like, I'm just going to try and, like, do stand-up and see if, like, I can make that work, you know? Because, yeah. I, I, like, stand-ups, not to get too deep into this rabbit hole, but we talked briefly, or we talked in depth, but I can mention briefly that, like, mm-hmm. if I look up to anybody, if I, like, have any type of heroes, which I, I never really felt like I did, honestly, but if I do... It would be like stand-up comedians because I just like a their work ethic is insane, but also um, just like I look up to them for their most comedians. I feel like have a point of view that I share and I'm just like, wow, I'm, I'm like, I feel like these are people who I can really relate to and they say stuff that I like vibe with very hard you know yeah but you're also talking about their vulnerability too right vulnerability like up yes, and yes, being yes, able to use that I mean. that's is really I mean. interesting yeah that what right sharing their opinion in a vul- vulnerable way where like if i even write one tweet i'm like fuck what are people gonna think of me and i'm sure comedians also do that mm-hmm. they, they think fuck what are people gonna think of me and I, and that vulner that shared vulnerability i feel but then they are brave enough to actually say fuck it i'm gonna do it yeah anyway Anyway, Billy Joel. So anyway, it's an interesting lyric. And so I'm going to do my second Billy Joel lyric, and it's from the album Turnstiles. It's only number two. I feel like we've been doing this for hours. (laughs) We're at 54 minutes. (laughs) It's from the album. So my second Billy Joel lyric is from the album Turnstiles from 1976, and it's from New York State of Mind. Mm. So the opening lyric to the song is, some folks like to get away take a holiday from the neighborhood hop a flight to miami beach or hollywood but i'm taking a greyhound on the hudson river line i'm in a new york state of mind i do like that vibe a lot Mm. there's another lyric i want to talk about later but i do like this vibe a lot because it's like so i was reading about this song apparently billy Joel was living in l.a for a couple of years and then came back to New York and was on a Greyhound bus and just was overwhelmed with emotion about being back in New York mm-hmm. and feeling like he abandoned the city that he was like wrote the song in two hours. And there's a couple of vibes here. One is just like 
there's that vibe of people who don't ever want to leave their hometown, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, what do you mean I go Miami, get sunburned? Hollywood? Why would I go to Hollywood? You got to drive everywhere. Like, I'm in New York. I'm just going to stay here. And I sometimes vibe with that for sure. Like, we have a friend that's like post-pandemic. Why don't we go to Miami? And I'm like, why the fuck would I go to Miami when I can hang out in New York? <laughs> Is your friend me? Because I'm the one that says that. It's you and Johnny. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, dude. And Johnny has been on. The, I'm not going to believe his name because he's been on the pod. Mm-hmm. Oh fuck! I want to go to Miami. So I just need sun, man. I hate the winter. But I'm just but like, yes. why would I leave? Yeah. Why do I leave? I'm a fr- like, and there is that also vibe that's like that sense of guilt for leaving New York. Like, I fucking love the city, and I feel incredibly mm, not guilt. It was just like incredibly like. I think it's a great city. I think. I feel like so many New Yorkers from like, it's the greatest city in the world. I've not been to so many fucking cities in the world. That is like an ignorant statement for me to say it, but it's like, I love the city and I love it so much. And sometimes I'm like, Oh wow. I'm fortunate enough to be from there. And it's like, I'm leaving it. That's fucking crazy. You know, like the fact that like I'm choosing to leave the city, I'm just like, who's what's wrong with me. Hmm. And I grapple with that. I grapple with that. It's interesting. I mean, at the end of the day, all you can view it as like it's just a a place where people live. It's okay. It's okay, Lucian, to to leave Thank the you. city. Thank the you. city full of eight million people and a metro area of twenty million people will forgive one person for leaving it. In fact, they'll probably be like, "Good, now it's nineteen point nine 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 million." All right, people. the state has a population of thirteen million, so don't come here with uh, false facts like that. No, it doesn't. The state has a population. This I'm talking about the New York metro area, including New Jersey. Oh, uh, okay. Okay. That's fair. So, <laughs> I remember you were telling me you were interested in the, another lyric of the song. Oh, the state has 19 million people. Oh, wow. I'm off. The state has 19, but I'm, I'm talking about like the five boroughs plus Rhode Island plus Westchester million, plus New Jersey plus like parts of Connecticut. That's like a 20 million. So, but anyway, yes. You did, Tell me the lyric of the song that you were interested in, but this will not be your new lyric. Well, I, uh, yeah, I like the the following line right from this, which is, don't care if it's Chinatown or up on Riverside. I don't have any reasons. I've left them all behind. I'm in a New York state of mind. And this is hilarious because it sounds like, like when he says, like, don't care if it's Chinatown or up on Riverside, it sounds like a guy from like the Midwest being like, take me to New York. And the, the tour guide is like, what do you mean New York? Like the state or the city or like a borough? He's like, just New York. And like New York is a, a big city. And he's like, I don't care. Chinatown, Riverside, wherever. He's like, you got to give me a little bit more specific. He's like, Brooklyn, Queens, you know, New York. And he's like, this range covers miles and miles of territory, okay? I'm your tour guide. Please tell me where I should take you. So... I feel like this is going to end up becoming a, a podcast where people are like, okay, we get it. You guys like talking about New York. It's, but it's like fucking <laughs> Billy Joel's. All right. So deal with it. There is something to me inherently cool. And I don't know if I didn't realize this was a special thing until I was older where it's like so many movies and so many songs take place in places that are I'm intimately aware of, you know, like I have had experiences and, and like I love and are part of my life. And like Riverside is where I grew up and it's in a song Yeah, and it's crazy. in a song like Vampire Weekend mentions and the bus line I used to take is in a van is it, it, there's a Vampire Weekend song named after that bus, you know? And like, 
there's a song by this dude in the Walkman that talks about like a block away from, you know, stuff like that. And I'm like, hell yeah, that is so cool. Yeah. But I didn't appreciate that until after college when other people, until during college and other people would be like, your shit, your city's like mentioned in shit. And I'd be like, yeah, but like, yeah, that's everything. Yeah. And they're like, no, but that's like, no one fucking writes a song about like my random ass city in like Indiana. It's yeah. like, that's true. And it, it it's it is a cool thing about New York or other big metropolitan areas. You know, like L.A. has that, Paris has that, London has that. It's mm-hmm. it's a cool vibe. I you feel that like sort of connection with the artists, imagining them being in those places that mean something to you. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I agree. Especially you're from Manhattan, so like that's it's different even than being from like another borough. Like I'm in right now. Don't kill me, anybody. But I'm in Queens right now. And so, like... And I'm not in, like, cool Queens. I'm, like, out towards Long Island, Queens. And, like, this is a a much different vibe than, like... Mm -hmm. Like, nobody's talking about, like, bleep my neighborhood. I'll bleep it. But, like, nobody's, like, Queens, you know? Like... (laughs) Yeah. Yes. I think that is something definitely to, to appreciate. And... You better, you better count your blessings, boy. Every day I wake up feeling blessed. All right, give me your. <laughs> you want to hear my your, real uh, third lyric? Oh yeah, give me your third Billy Joel lyric. My third Billy Joel lyric comes from uh, the song "Sleeping with the Television On," which is a oh. deep, deep cut from the album "Glass Houses." But this is a real rocker. It's very fun. It's very just like a jam, three-minute fun song. The lyric is, I'll just be standing there because I know I don't have the guts to come on all night long, all night long, and I'll be sleeping with the television on. Your eyes are saying, talk to me, talk to me, but my attitude is, boy, don't waste my time. Your eyes are saying, talk to me, talk to me, but I won't say a word because it just might be somebody else's same old line. And... You know, I I relate to this lyric very much. This is not about New York now, but like yeah, it's about you gotta get being, New York out of the fucking way. Okay, get it. We get it. Go about, Mets. <laughs> let's go Mets. It's about let's go Islanders. Wow, oh, fuck you. It's about being uh, <clears throat> like afraid to approach a mm-hmm. woman at a bar, and uh, you know what? You oh, know what? interesting. I was, I actually. I couldn't quite tell what this is about, so... Oh, well, yeah, so he's saying, like, I'll just be standing there because I don't have the guts to come on. Your mm-hmm. eyes are saying, talk to me, but my attitude is, like, don't waste my time. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm, I won't mm-hmm. say a word because it might just be somebody else's same old line. And, uh, you know, you know, I, I vibe with that because there are so many songs, so many songs that are just, like, I went up to the woman at the bar <laughs> and I winked at her and then she blew me. ha, ha, ha. But, but, <laughs> but Billy Joel country like, music right there. That's yeah. what I'm vibe. That's what I'm getting. But especially in this era, especially yeah. in like early 80s, like 70s, 80s, right? All of those like rock stars were singing about like, I go to my woman and I give her some whiskey and then she sucks on me. But Billy Joel is saying like, I don't have the guts to do that, man. Like, and even I know she's looking at me. I know that she's just like, why don't you come over here and talk to me? And I just, I'm afraid to say somebody else's same old line. I'm afraid that I, like, I'm going to mess something up. Mm. And, uh, and like, it's not like, 
you know, the typical song, like alpha male song is just like, I'm going to go over to that woman and show her a good time. Yeah. And he's like, and I relate, I relate. That's all I'm saying. I relate because like, have you ever had a time in your life where like you wanted to go up to, I know you, you haven't been single so long, but have you ever like been at a bar or whatever? Oh, I guess you haven't been in a bar single. Fuck. Well, yeah. no, the answer is no. <laughs> but in any case, yeah. I've been no, single I, uh, at bars and just been like, how the fuck do people do this? Like, Well, I can you- give you the opposite of this, which is being in a relationship at times where people would hit on me in a bar. Well, I've been there too. Yeah, And I'd, I'd be like, oh yeah, we talked about your story in the Weezer episode when you saying saying it so, mm-hmm. and so many people went up to you and were like, oh my God. Mm-hmm. I've definitely had experiences where people are just like, come up to me and they're like oh my god what a great sweater you have let's talk and i'm just like thank you and i rock i walk away because i'm like mm. i just get i got i would just get like very uncomfortable when that happened well there's also the like you know sometimes you watch tv shows or like sitcoms especially are guilty of this where like the main character will go up to the opposite sex whether it's a man or a woman will go up to the opposite sex at a bar and and have like the most clever like line and just like huh i see your shoes are looking like the blues <laughs> and the woman is like oh, wow that's really i nice. definitely don't like i would that never ever 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 in my fucking life has happened to me and i don't think i i could it could ever happen yeah like you don't think you'd ever have a really good pickup line that you're just like, oh, yeah. ba ba ba, doody ba ba. You right, look that like so rhythm good. of just like you go up to someone and like, scabadabadoo, it up. You know, that's like the rhythm. Right like I imagine just like Sinatra being pickup lines. <laughs> oh, Sinatra, yeah. ba ba, you looking a hot hot. I'm uh, standing here gonna. Uh, he could open his mouth and people would be like, oh. kind of like how I was when I sung Say It Ain't So. Yes, I am comparing myself to Sinatra. All right. You know what? I guess I'm wrong because there was that time where I sung and people were like, hey. Just the idea of hanging out on bars sounds fun. Sounds pretty great. Sounds really fun. I can't wait to do it. I, I kind of imagine this post-pandemic world just being a fucking crazy nut house of people just being at like bars like being like um need to party 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 need to party anyway my third billy jolier comes from a song that you already discussed in this podcast so it's a callback baby that's what we call call him back it's from the song you may be right on glass houses an album from 1980 and the lyric is you may be right i may be crazy but it just might be a lunatic you're looking for and this kind of vibe is like the person who gets knocked down eight times but stands up nine. You know, this person's like <laughs> trying to get with someone and the person's just like, you're fucking crazy. And it's like, oh, crazy, huh? Well, maybe you want crazy, baby. And the person's like, no, you are just like unwell and unstable and I'm scared of you. And it's like, wow, maybe that's your type. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, yes, no matter what also, you say. Yeah. That's also the vibe down. at the bar where it's just like a girl being like, Please go away. You're crazy. And he's like, crazy, huh? I'll show you crazy. And she's like, crazy hot, right? No, crazy, crazy. I'm just going to say it, okay, man? She she pepper sprays him, rightfully so. You put a pepper spray on me because I'm unseasoned. (laughs) Imagine a guy pepper sprayed being like, yeah, give me that seasoning. Oh, my God. 
add some season to this hot meal. To this hot right? meat dish. I'm a hot piece of meat. You want to put some seasoning on it? And I think that's enough. I think we discussed the lyric adequately. Give me your next. Cool. <laughs> cool. Give me your next lyric. My fourth lyric comes yes. from yes. the song "Big Shot" mm. on the album Fifty Second Street. The song is a vibe. The song Street. is great. Yeah, Fifty Second Street album, great. The Stranger, great. Glass Houses, great. I think those are my favorite Billy Joel albums. Mm. Um. So, Big Shot. The lyric is. They were all impressed with your Halston dress and the people that you knew at Elaine's and the story of your latest success kept them so entertained. Oh, but now you just don't remember all the things you said and you're not sure you want to know. I'll give you one hint, honey. You sure did put on a show. (sighs) And if somebody told me that the day after I was really hungover and drank a lot, and they were just like, I'll give you one hint, honey. You sure did put on a show. I would be terrified. I would be so, I would be like, oh no, because I have a tendency stone cold fucking sober, stone cold sober, to not have a filter and to say things that I'm like, oh, I should not have said that. Not in a good way. I feel like some guys are just like, oh, bro, I don't have a filter. I'll just say anything. I say things where I'm just like, oh, shit. Like, I see the words escaping my mouth. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Drunk, also, it definitely happens more. And it's not I mean, good. You and me are, are two people who are so desperate for attention that we started a podcast. And we mm-hmm. like to suck the air out of rooms, right? So it makes sense that drunk we would be big personalities. And sometimes that flies, and some people are like, oh, we love it. Sometimes that does not fly. And sometimes some people are like, those people are very loud, and I don't know how to exist in this room. And they're lames, am I right? Because they're party kings. <laughs> it's not even that. It's more like, um, <clears throat> I'll get argumentative, let's say, about mm-hmm. very fucking trivial things. That you said that tequila nothing. makes you an angry man. I don't know what it is, dude. I really don't know what it is. And that's such a typical, like, stereotypical thing to say about tequila. Like, oh, it makes me want to fight. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But, like, it is really the only thing. The last time I had tequila, which was this weekend at your house, I felt myself getting a little feisty. Felt myself felt myself saying some stuff that I was like, why did I say that? And then the time before that was, like, over a year ago, and I got into a heated political debate with a friend of ours and I ended up getting a little emotional at the fact that I felt like I was being a fucking asshole about it and I was on the liberal side he was on the more conservative side but I was just like oh no this is not what I want to be doing right now and the time before that I got into an argument with my parents while I was on tequila so I have since sworn off tequila I don't know what is in tequila it makes me want to argue it just makes me want to argue I'm sorry I feel like I'm not that type of person. Like I, as a, as a when I'm buzzed, I'm just like, hey, we're friends. On also, anything else, that's what I am. When Tequila, I'm buzzed, I don't know what it is. This is this is a, a shout out to our YouTube listeners to look at my notes right now. Look how good those notes are. Literally, it? all it is is a doodle of a man, and then lots of dots encircled. These are my notes from the podcast today. This is. 
how uh, buzzed I am. My notes are just doodles Wait. and dots and lines. Yeah, I'm, I'm, feeling, I'm feeling pretty good, Lyric Boys. All right, let me we give have me had some fourth. drinks. <laughs> this is a long one. This is like the Lyric Boys after dark, baby. That's right. I'm not wearing pants. My, no, I already gave you my fourth lyric. You, <laughs> I'm doing my fourth lyric. Okay, give me your fourth lyric. This is staying in. This is staying in. My fourth lyric comes from the album Piano Man from 1973. Mm. And the song is Captain Jack. Great song. The lyric is, so you go to the village in your tie-dye jeans. That's Greenwich you Village, non-New Yorkers. Let me fucking do the lyric without you interrupting <laughs> me, okay? <laughs> so the lyric is, so you go to the village in your tie-dye jeans and you stare at the junkies and the closet queens. It's like some pornographic magazine and you smile. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so Andrew brought up the first time I read that lyric out loud, rudely interrupting me that this is Greenwich Village. Yes, it's Greenwich Village. But there's something that's this vibe that like, okay, I, I've not, once again, I'm from New York. I lived in New York for my whole life. And then in the last year, I've just been out of the city, right? Mm-hmm. During the pandemic. And it's weird. And it's like, whenever I go back to the city, you see weird shit. And it just makes you smile sometimes. Like, you, does that ever happen to you? You're like back in the city and there's some like the weirdest fucking thing. And you're just like, yes, to be back in New York again. I'm so, I feel so <laughs> safe and so happy. There was a, uh, I was on my way to work. This was pre-pandemic. I mean, I haven't been to the city. I've only been to the city like twice during the pandemic. And they were both like, go to yeah. dinner, eat, and then like leave. Right. Yeah. yeah. Because there's nothing. I walked around the East Village recently, like last month. And uh, mm-hmm. boy, it is, it's depressing. It's empty, man. It is, well, it's empty. So I, I did like a long walk uh, during the pandemic from like, I think it was Upper East Side to um, Times Square area to um, Bryant Park and then mm. back up. And, and I think I even did like a longer walk at some other point to like Chelsea or whatever. And there was something so comforting about mm. being in Times Square and seeing like Hello Kitty and Mario and various people in mascot costumes taking pictures with tourists. Mm, so it's comforting. still going that, on, huh? That was going on. Interesting. And so were people handing me like, hey, you want to buy my rap album? Wow. And I was like... Did they have masks s- on? <laughs> the mascots definitely didn't. I don't think there's other guys to do. Well, the mascots have their masks, mascots. That's true. But like the, to the rap album they guys might have. the tourists. Interesting. I don't I just the thing is your instinct goes on. You're just like, no, thank you. And you just don't even right, look right, at it. Right, right. You're just like, fuck off. I'm like, I'm not going to want this. But there was something so comforting about being asked whether I wanted a picture with Hello Kitty or whether I'm I wanted home. to buy a Rask album. <laughs> yeah. It was so like that vibe sometimes of New York where you're like, what the fuck is this? Why does anyone put up with this? And you're like, I love it. This We should, you know, who fucking should sponsor this podcast. Either Andrew Cuomo or Bill de Blasio, because we're doing a great job <laughs> yeah. making this city be great. We love yeah, it. We, we stand really it. Are. This is paid for by a New York City Board of Tourism. It's a state where you can fucking do anything. Anything you want. New York City. Make it happen. New York State. Make it happen. We go. Uh, there are museums in Buffalo. Who would have even thought? Anyway, give me your fifth and final Billy Joel. Well, I was going to say. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. I was going to say, like, no, there have been times where I w- I've walked from Penn Station to Times Square 10 blocks. And, like, I've seen stuff that makes me not just smile and say mm-hmm 
but like genuinely belly laugh. Like there was a guy one time screaming at the top of his lungs, hardcore profanities that start with the letter C and just at nobody in general. And I was like, this is so funny. (laughs) Like New York, here's where it happens. If I can make it here, I can make it anywhere. My fifth and final lyric is from the song uh, Pressure from the album The Nylon Curtain. This is an epic song where it's just like synths, right? It's like one of the first. fuck yeah. Yeah, it's one of the first Billy Joel songs to have like synths in it. And uh, it's fun. And the lyric is, what do you know? All your life is Channel 13, which is PBS. Sesame Street. What does it mean? And this is such a funny... I'm imagining a guy who just got into like a fight with somebody and he turns to a, a kid who's just like watching Sesame Street on TV and he's just like, what the fuck do you know? Go watch your Oscar the Grouch. You, you don't know why my girlfriend just left me. You don't know why your mom just walked out the door, okay? What do you know, Cookie Monster? I know more than you. It's so funny that he said all you know, all your life is Channel Thirteen, Sesame Street. What does it mean? Because okay, we all know that PBS is um, has local affiliates, right? <laughs> so PBS across the nation is always broadcast on different channels of different numbers, just in the way that ABC, NBC, Fox, and CBS have different local affiliates. Mm-hmm. That's why when you're in New York City. ABC is seven, but if you're maybe somewhere else, ABC can be four, okay? So Billy Joel is like, doesn't fucking understand that. He's like, <laughs> PBS, Channel 13. It's like my fucking parents, right? <laughs> yeah. like, my parents are always like, how come when I'm in the city, ABC is seven, but I'm going to say ABC is four, and then Jeopardy's <laughs> on at seven in the city, and Jeopardy's on at 7.30 here. It makes no sense. And I'm like, okay, listen, <laughs> there's affiliate stations. We literally learned about this in a TV class we had to take at BU. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, okay. So then there's first run syndicated programming, and that includes Ellen, and that includes Jeopardy. <laughs> oh my god! But Billy Joel doesn't get that. Okay, Billy Joel is just like, fuck it. PBS is channel 13. Mic dropped. Everyone in the country, everyone in the PBS country is like, like, I don't get it. Yeah, they're like, channel 13. You mean like MTV on channel 13? Sesame Street. You know, I knew I. You know what's funny is like I said Channel 13 that's PBS Because Immediately I was like Yeah PBS like I recognized it as PBS So yeah, I guess I did the, the Billy Joel thing Of just like oh yeah it's PBS you were telling, And also if you're a, for, a, a Foreign listener an international listener PBS is the public broadcasting S <laughs> Station System. System I don't know Public broadcasting system brought to you by Viewers like you, which is so, people donate and it's public and they show. They, I mean, they showed Sesame like British, Street on If we were PBS, British, it'd be like the BBC equivalent, but we're not British and we have very few government funded arts things. So everything's PBS private. Is all we in this got. Stupid fucking country. PBS is all we got. It's got yeah. Sesame Street. It's got fucking. That's it. Masterpiece. We get to watch British shows on it. It's great. We love PBS. Ladies and gentlemen, it's going to sound like we cut again because there, I guarantee, is no clean way to cut this. And uh, it's because we are progressively getting drunk on this podcast. <laughs> we keep going up to get more drinks. 
So, no. Where were we? We were talking about pressure. It's, we're talking about PBS and how people don't understand it. And now it's my turn to shine. I believe my fifth and okay. final lyric. Uh, right? The joke that I wanted to make about this lyric okay. was that okay. there's a okay. man, his girlfriend is breaking up with him and he's very self-conscious and he looks at this little three-year-old kid watching Sesame street and he goes, the fuck do you know? Huh? You think you're better than me? You think you're better than me? That was the joke. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Um, so my fifth and final Billy Joel lyric is from the album Stormfront. From mm. 1989. That's a late one. Yeah, and the song is We Didn't Start the Fire, which is a song that famously is just a list of things that happened between 1950 and 1989 yeah. and historical figures who populated that period. It is a classic. It is classic. The The lyric I just want to, out of all of that, that I want to take is Chubby Checker, Psycho, Belgians in the Congo. I could have picked any lyric from the song and it would have been weird, but this was just like a weird combo of things to me. Chubby Checker being the rock and roll God who gave us the beautiful song. Let's twist again. Mm-hmm. You know that song? Mm-hmm. So of let's course. twist again. Like we yeah. did last summer. Like we Ooh, did last summer. Let's twist again. Mm-hmm. So that's so- Chubby Checker has played the Super Bowl like multiple times before the I Super Bowl really- halftime show became like an actual big deal. Chubby Checker used to own that shit. Really? He was there like every year. Psycho, the Hitchcock movie. Mm-hmm. And then Belgium's in the Congo in 1960. Um, well, for many years in the late 19th, early 20th century, Belgium, I mean, the Congo, Democratic Republic of Congo in that area was a uh, was colonized by Belgium, mm-hmm. and it was not good. It was really shitty. Literally, <laughs> I think some. it was one of the worst things yeah. that happened historically in, in the 20th century. The yes. worst thing, I think... Obviously, besides the obvious slavery that happened in Africa was Europe, the scramble for Africa, Europeans colonizing Africa and completely and utterly fucking it. Like really fucking it. It actually makes me so angry to think about, to learn about. It's so it's fucking infuriating. Reading, learning about like Belgium's activities and and all of Europe's activities is like King... Leopold II of Belgium was a piece of shit and did not good things. But so there's just something to me about like weird and kind of funny just with a combo of things. Be like Chubby Checker. Okay, we love Chubby Checker. Fun guy. Psycho. Oh, fun movie. Love it. Love Psycho. Belgium's in the Congo. Okay, not great. (laughs) (laughs) It's literally like being like, like, uh, like, B.B. King, Quentin Tarantino, Adolf Hitler. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We could just go, we could do the rest of the podcast would be 30 minutes of that. It's literally, yeah. it's like, um, we're going to do some more. It's Billy Joel. Billy Joel, people. Reservoir Dogs. Hell yeah. The Iraq War. It's <laughs> <laughs> just like, and that, that's what's kind of so funny about this song is it's literally that this song's like good things, good things, terrible, awful humanity tragedy, good yeah. things, nine eleven, good things, <laughs> <laughs> just like good things, nine <laughs> eleven, 
Trek one, uh, Backstreet Boys nine eleven. Oh my God, Billy, why are you those in the same sentence? You're like, I just can't stop reading about history. It's like it's like in the same cadence. It'd be like, uh, like Shrek run back, Shrek one, Backstreet Boys, Osama hit the twin towers. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, let's do, let's do some more of this. Let's do some more of this. The Hangover, Arcade Fire, terrorism attack in London, Bus bombings. <laughs> right? Okay, this, we're having fun, but not. The the fun. more recent the tragedy is, the more my mind is like, okay. <laughs> let's not talk about those things. Chosen twenty, am I right, guys? We're talking about. Okay, we're probably not going to the pot. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we are getting drunk. All right. So great. That was your fifth lyric. That was my fifth and final final lyric from Billy Joel. <laughs> Long Island King. I'm happy for you. I'm happy Thank for you. Joel. I'm happy Thank for the you. PBRs PBRs you're consuming and the Bud Light seltzers that I am consuming. We are not sponsored. So hey, fellas. Anyone who's listening to this podcast, this is the part of the podcast where we take a step back and we come up with our own version of Billy Joel's lyrics. So we basically takes two minutes to just like jot down some ideas and, and, and try to write a made up lyric from a made up song that embodies the Billy Joel spirit. Here we go. Which remember, he's a storyteller and he's a New Yorker. Mm. So maybe those are the vibes we go for. Lyric boys, listeners of the world. Andrew Stieglitz and I just spent like a good maybe 30 seconds coming up with our own Billy Joel lyrics. When I say tops, I mean tops. I can fucking show you the timestamp. Andrew was writing his lyrics and was like, fuck it, I'm drunk. I'm just going to sing whatever the fuck I have. And I was like, I only have a little bit. He's like, we're doing it. These are the dumbest lyrics I've ever written, but I've never written them this fast from being buzzed. So here we go. Here's Here's Billy Joel lyrics. This one is called... This song is called I've Got to Land. Okay? Okay. Bobby told me the other day, what are you doing in this town? Don't you want to get out and sling that dick around? (laughs) (laughs) I said, Bobby, you don't understand. Long Island is my hometown. This slinging dick has got to land. That happened so fast in my mind It's probably problematic <laughs> Just the idea All right, continue. Just continue. <laughs> That's it, that's the lyric That's it <laughs> Wait, Say all again, it was so short okay. You said it was seven lines, it was two It is, it's seven lines One, two, three, four, five, mm-hmm. six, seven mm-hmm. Bobby told me the other day What are you doing in this town? Don't you want to get out And sling that dick around? <laughs> I said, Bobby, you don't understand. Long Island is my hometown. This slinging dick has got to land. <laughs> I love the idea that like a Billy Joel or like Bruce Springsteen or any song that's like, you gotta get out of this one horse town would just have the <laughs> lyric. It's like, get out of this town and sling that dick around. Because in some way, that's like the subtleties of the song, right? You Right. Sleep around, get with yeah. a lot of girls. <laughs> okay. <laughs> to say sling that dick like billy joel is of an older generation right he is a baby boomer literally so he's a boomer 
Imagine a boomer being like, yo, sling that dick around. All right, my song is called Royalty. Okay. I uh, think you'll like these lyrics, mm. especially to our long-time lis- listeners. Ooh, long-time listeners. The lyric is, so remember, Billy Joel is a storytelling artist who likes to tell stories about people. Mm-hmm. Michelle and Andrew. Oh, my God. <laughs> Just to be clear, that is Stieglitz's girlfriend's name, and that's his name. So I wonder who I'm talking about. Yeah. Michelle and Andrew are a couple... A queen and her king met on that Tinder and spent time on the island, it seems. He was at the bar, rowdy on life, didn't notice that she'd ring. She left him for someone with culture who likes more than just memes. (laughs) That's fucking great. (laughs) What did you say left him at the bar? I'll just say it all again. Say it again. Say it again. So this is based on people I know? Yeah, me and my girlfriend. (laughs) It's called royalty. Okay. Michelle and Andrew are a couple, a queen and her king, met met on that Tinder and spent time on the island, it seems. That's true. He was at the bar, rowdy on life, didn't notice that she'd ring. That she'd ring, like call my phone? Okay. She left him for someone with culture who likes more than just memes. Wow. You know what? That could happen because I I really do like memes. Like you're like I, thinking about your relationship right now. Like maybe I need to have some more hobbies. Maybe I shouldn't just spend time on memes all the time. <laughs> maybe I should like pay attention to what she likes. No, yeah, I do. But memes are good. good. I'm a good boyfriend. <laughs> if I do say so myself. <laughs> All right, let me fucking sign this thing off. Lyric Boys podcast listeners, this has been an all-time classic of an episode. We We need to get drunk more often. We knew that Billy Joel would provide us with a classic episode. So, listen. This is the part of the podcast where I ask you to subscribe to us. And you listening at home are like, okay, maybe... But what's in it for me? And I'm like, listen, you want to know what's in it for you to subscribe to this podcast? What is in it for you is that you're subscribed. So every time we put out an episode, you will know. So if you enjoy this content, which I love that word, say it with me, content. Content. When we're putting out content, you will know when we're putting it out. You will get an episode. We do Billy Joel. But like I said, we did Springsteen. We did Sinatra. We did Lord, Lana Del Rey, Arcade Fire, Interpol, Beach Boys. We've done so many of these episodes and we have so many more bands to talk about and so many artists to talk about that if you're liking this, if you're liking this deep dive, we'll, we'll be there for you, okay? So do me a favor and subscribe, follow, whatever you might. We love that. And we're on TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and we are at The Lyric Boys. And you can find us there, and, and we post clips from the podcast. We, and we're just there in general. If you want to reach out or 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 um, talk to us, DM us, whatever, we'll respond. We're there. It's it's fun to read comments from listeners, and it makes our day. I'm on Twitter at NYC Lucian. 
which I use more than the lyric boys account. So if you ever uh, need me and, and me alone and not Andrew, that's where I'll be. Okay. I'm on Twitter, but I never tweet. However, I do like to make some music sometimes. And guess what? The music that you're hearing right now, that sounds like it slaps. It does sound like it slaps. Uh, I made that. And there's some more where that came from with real live lyrics and vocals and shit and real songs. And if you go to freelancerbandny.bandcamp.com, that's freelancerbandny.bandcamp.com, or look up Freelancer in SoundCloud. That's Freelancer, as in a Lancer. That's free, as in something that... Oh. As in something that I do, like I freelance. Anyway, that's my musical project. I make the demos. I do the thing. I play the guitar. It go burr. I like it. All right, Big Shots. It's time for us to uh, leave you. And I hope you have a great, wonderful rest of your day. Okay? Yes. Goodbye. Goodbye.